0: (laughs) The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. I'm sorry, did I hit you? Didn't mean to. (coughs) At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but they did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil and jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. because you do not know the day or the hour. The gospel of the Lord. Okay, so have you ever been in a situation where your mommy or your daddy or your grandma or or your babysitter, someone said, don't forget to take something with you. Don't don't forget to take your sweater with you because it's going to get cold later. Have you ever done that and then forgotten it? Or your sweatshirt or... Don't forget your lunch. You're going to school. Don't forget. Your, and you forget your lunch. I forgot my lunch, in my budget. I had to have hot lunch. Oh, well, you kind of kind of scored that way. <laughs> what what God is saying in this reading and the one that um, was read before is that you gotta be ready. <laughs> you gotta be ready. You gotta pay attention. You gotta notice what God is doing and and even if you feel sleepy or if you're in a rush you got to be ready and the readiness is is paying attention and noticing people and situations where you might be able to show them who Jesus is and the way you show Jesus is do you know how? do you know how you show people who Jesus is? It's really easy. You love them. You give them a hug. You tell them, God, you look sad today. I hope you're doing all right. I got a cough. I got a cough. I'm so sorry you have a cough. I hope you feel better. That's how you let people know that you love them. And that's how you're ready to say to people, Jesus loves you too. So are you ready? Are you ready to go with Miss Debbie and learn more about how much Jesus loves each of you? Fist bump? Do I get fist bumps? Okay, (laughs) bye.
1: trust in the lord till i die i will trust in the lord i will trust in the lord i will trust in the lord till i die amen please be seated I just had a sneaking suspicion we ought to be asking this question to the adults here. Have you ever gone somewhere and forgotten something that you were supposed to? How many times? Yeah, a lot. You know, how many of you have gone into the living room and forgot why you were there? Okay, we, all right, all right. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of takes on this one here, folks. It just, it's hard. It's hard being ready all the time. I'm, I'm, I only accomplish it by the grace of God. Oh, my goodness. But we're called to be ready. I need to start this morning with a a grace note prior to the sermon. I'm very conscious today that, uh, Last Sunday morning, the First Baptist Church of Sutherland Springs in Texas had their worship service interrupted with an unbelievable act of violence, and that those folks are, as I understand it, being welcomed by another congregation into worship this morning, given that their sanctuary is blood-stained and bullet-riddled, they need our attention We need to come to grips with the fact that this kind of violence in our country is becoming all too common, and that we need to find a way to address this issue and put it to an end. I'm not naive. I don't think there's an easy solution to this. It's not going to be either by uh, banning all weapons or by arming everyone. That's not the solution. It's going to be somewhere how we find a way to restore, rebuild, recreate the fabric of our society that's been torn and broken. I know that in the years that I was the executive director of a homeless shelter up in Santa Rosa, California, homeless shelter for families, um, I became aware of the fact that the core issue for why most of our families were homeless was not simply that they didn't have a place to live, though that was the presenting issue. The real issue was that most of them had become unraveled from the fabric of human society. They had no support networks, they had no friends that wanted them around anymore, no family that would embrace them, no church that would take them in, no work community that would nurture them. They had become loose strands falling out of the tapestry of community life, and that solving their problems was only going to be done by finding a way to weave them back into the tapestry of our communities, to restore their connections with friends and family and the church community, to save them from the brutal and devastating isolation, loneliness and all that accompanies the feeling of being marginalized left out unwanted uncared for this is the challenge that we face it's not an easy it's not an easy thing to solve i don't quite understand how it is that our societies become so fractured and broken but i do believe that the church has some special role to play in reforming the fabric of our society and stitching us back together into coherent communities. Given our conviction to be followers of Jesus and to live out the one commandment that he gave to us, one new commandment that he gave to us, love one another as I have loved you. Recognizing that each and every individual is a child of God, and in need of our love and care. I said, I don't think it's gonna be easy, but we need to begin to engage in the conversation of healing, or we're only destined to see more of the kind of violence that broke out in worship last week. And I believe that, uh, as I understand it, the remnants of that congregation are coming together for worship. And I certainly feel that if, if there are those who witnessed that brutality firsthand, can still come together and praise God for life and love. Certainly, we can too. Thank you. While I was uh, getting my music degree at uh, Arizona State University, back. Well, let's not go back to how many years ago that was. My math skills are starting to falter, you know, with the numbers. Uh, at that point, I was, I was still a heretic. I was a United Methodist. Um, and I served as the youth director at a United Methodist Church. And one of our, uh, we had an annual service project. Every spring, we opened up a local church camp following its winter hiatus. This meant cleaning the cabins and rousting out the occasional rattlesnake, you know, resident scorpion and other kinds of desert vermin that had uh, taken residence over the winter time. It's actually a lot of fun. This is where I learned how to, how to actually handle a rattlesnake safely. It's a good thing, everybody should know. In return for this, our room and board was free what a deal. One of the adult counselors in our team of, who was a veteran of desert hiking and he knew the location of a cave about a 20-minute drive from our campground. The entrance was completely unmarked and believe me without his guidance we would have never known it was there. It really was just this small hole just kind of big enough to crawl into in the cliffside, and it was largely obscured by a, a huge boulder. I don't know how he knew it was there, but he, was, he led us, and we had to crawl in our hands and knees into this little bitty hole for about five feet, and at which point it opened up into a room that was large enough to hold maybe comfortably four or five people. But at the far end of that little room, there was another tiny crawl space, went for another six or seven feet, and once you crawled through that, it opened up into this large cavern where all 30 of us could move around and be completely out of touch with one another. It was amazing. We spread ourselves out through the cavern so that nobody could touch anybody else. And then I invited everyone into a time of silence and we turned off all the lights pitch black descended now we don't have many times these days given electric lights and all the wonders of the modern world we don't get many times when we get to experience deep black all enveloping darkness when you literally put your hand up there and you cannot see the hand in front of your face as I sat there In the silence, in the darkness, a little voice in my head said, you are completely alone in this black hole. And a bolt of fear coursed through my body. Another voice in my head said, no, 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 no. no! You know perfectly well you came in here with 29 other people. They're all sitting right here with you in the darkness, I think. (laughs) And the other voice replied, wrong, you are wrong. You are completely alone here. You are alone, alone, alone. And not only that, you are going to die here (laughs) in the dark. Alone, I tell you, anxiety and fear crept through my being. I kept up this mental argument as best as I could, but I knew I was losing. The feeling of isolation and loneliness was just overwhelming. All of a sudden, in the depths of this darkness in this absolutely black cavern, in the midst of this completely dark and scaring nothingness, one small, quaking voice whispered, is anybody there? And was quickly met with a resounding chorus of, yes, yes, I'm here, I'm here. I struck a match, just one match, and you'd have thought that I'd turned on a spotlight as the walls glimmered and flickered with the light of that flame. There are people in this world who are enveloped in darkness. They've gotten to the place where they can't see their hands in front of their faces and in fear and trembling, they are asking Is anybody there? When you make a pledge to the annual operating budget here at St. Wilford's or pledge your support for the capital campaign, that is one way of saying, yes, I am here. You are not alone. Your gift is a light shining in the darkness, a flame of hope in a world of need. If you've already made your pledge, thank you. If you want to raise your pledge, that's awesome. Just let us know. If you haven't yet made your pledge, today would be a great day to get it done. Push back against the darkness. Let the hurting world know that we are here.